Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It is 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you for Nashville, Tennessee. Second meeting in less than a week down here in Tennessee. The Oilers have owned the uh, Preds. They're 9-0-1 in the last 10 against them. Leon Dreisaitl has 20 goals and 30 points in those 10 games. Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Just before we went to break, we did Oilers game day trivia. And it was brought to you by St. Albert Source for Sports, your hockey headquarters for over 35 years. The question, and this was in relation to Josh Philman from Swift Current scoring six goals through two periods. He had a chance to do something that had not been done in the last 32 years in the Western Hockey League, and that scores seven goals in the league, uh, a game. That uh, record is tied by multiple players, including Ray Ferraro, Kimby Daniels and Brian Prop. There's one other player that's done it, and his brother is currently an NHL general manager. Brendan, who is the person we were looking for, and who uh, won the fifty dollars GC from St. Albert Source for Sports for getting uh, uh, the right answer? Yeah, shout out to Ace who knew it was uh, Dennis Holland. You didn't even have to venture that far. Dennis Holland was a uh, a sniper for the uh, Portland Winterhawks back in the day. He, too, had a seven-goal game, high-end score. He's been an NHL scout for a number of years. And speaking of uh, Dennis Holland, of course, the brother of Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, he's coming up in about uh, 37 seconds' time. But not before I tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. The River Cree open on Christmas Day. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, same, uh, same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're available via our show Twitter account, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. You can tweet Brendan uh, at uh, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan's a big part of the show, and he helps put up the podcast as well. I'm told we have a very uh, competitive uh, some very competitive numbers podcast wise and uh, brendan ensures that they get uh the show gets broken into uh fairly seamless parts so you can access it quickly japanese village for fears edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census you can reserve today multiple locations for japanese village in the edmonton area at jvedmonton.ca without further ado we're going to go to our headliner today for wilhock beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for wilhock w-i-l-h-a-u-k today um it is the best you've ever tasted, I can tell you that. Uh, we are going to uh, get to a conversation. Full disclosure, we we had to pre-tape this. Uh, uh, Ken had a meeting uh, with a, an executive from another sport that many of you would know. Uh, anyhow, uh, let's get to our one-on-one sit-down with Oilers GM and President of Hockey Ops, Ken Holland. Ken, uh, father's trip for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they're in Nashville where the team's had a lot of success against this team. 9-0 and 1 in the last 10. Uh, but overall, the hockey club, uh, you know, sitting with a 17-14 and 1 record. How would you assess the start to the season? Well, it's been, uh, you know, th- you know we were 7-3, and three, then 3-7, and seven, and then 7-3. and three. Obviously, disappointing 
two home games this week. You know, I think that that's put a, you know, uh, we're up by a goal in, against St. Louis with a minute to go and uh, on the power play and, you know, unfortunately went to overtime and a shootout. And then, you know, the other night against uh, uh, Anaheim outshot them, what, 49-17, but we made, uh, just found a way to kind of, their goalie put up a wall and played a great game, the young kids. So, you know, that those two games obviously has put a little bit of a damper, but, you know, it's a, it's a marathon. Uh, a lot of games left. We got to bounce back here tonight, uh, tonight in Nashville. So, uh, you know, we'll we'd like to have probably two or three more wins on the board, you know. But uh, where we're at, where we're at, and we got to uh, we got to keep digging in. All right. Well, uh, the news of the day is specific to Stuart Skinner's extension, uh, a three-year deal at two point six million dollars. I would say he's maybe even ahead of where some people tracked him for at this time. Nine fifteen save percentage uh, on the year. He's probably been amongst your five best players this season. Stu's had a great uh, year for us. Uh, you know, he's played actually very at a high level the last uh, year and a half between the American League and uh, last year when he called up and had, what, 15, 16 games for us. So, uh, um, you know, he's got off to a great start. Some goalies have signed around the league. Uh, I talked to J.P. Barry about t- 10 days ago and said, did Stu want to wait till the end of the year? Would you like to do something now? And, you know, obviously there's 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 risk for both sides. And, and uh um, you know what's you know the risk obviously uh, is is you know where where you're, you're you're trying to figure out where a player's game is going to go over the next uh, um, 50 games, but you know Stu, I, I think his time with Mike Smith, his relationship with with Dustin Schwartz, um, the experience at the American League level, his maturity as a young man, he's just got continued to get to get better and better and better. Um, and we just, uh, I personally like the idea of finding a solution. You know, there was a, a sort of a list of comparables of players that had similar yeah. that signed somewhere in the twos to to low threes. And um, did he want to do that now, or did he want to kind of wait and see, uh, you know, where the year could go and maybe drive that up higher? And certainly, Stu wanted some security, and you know, so it, it it's a deal I think works. As we sit here today, it's it's a fair deal, works out good for for both sides, and uh, I think that he he's he can continue to grow um, grow his game. Was there any concerns about taking him into free agency with the deal? Not really. You know, I think by then... Um, more flexibility. Well, the and the cap's going to be higher. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, by, you know, right now things are... You know, you'd like to think in the next by by year two of that deal, we're going to start getting back to normal. You know, the cap's going to go four to five million dollars or three to five million dollars up every year as they grow as they grow uh, as they grow revenues. And at the end of the day, Bob, if you do a two-year deal, you're probably negotiating the the last year of the RFE as it as an unrestricted year deal yeah. anyway. So this locks is you know gives us the the the, the team the. The knowledge that he's going to be on the books for three for 2.6 for three years, and by then hopefully he grows into one of the best, uh, you know, top number one, and you, 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 you'll you'll pay him accordingly. All right. Well, you signed Jack Campbell on a five-year deal at five million dollars. He'd be the first to tell you he hasn't been near good enough. Uh, there has been, now, fortunately, Skinner has been good. Uh, you have a tandem. That tandem's now going to be at $7.6 million for the for three-plus years after this year, which I think is a fair price and all that. But are you concerned at all with Jack, or is this just a, you know, a byproduct of playing on a new team and we got to work with him? Well, I mean, I, I'm always concerned when the team or, in, or an individual player isn't playing at the level that um, you'd like him to play at. But I've also been wrong enough to know that 
that's 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 coming around and going around. I mean, it's especially every, with goalies. Yeah, and I, you know, a new team, and you know, I thought early on in the year we were we were. I think that we've we've tightened up significantly. We're playing more more, more a more tighter game, you know, um, recently than we were. I thought early in the year we were, you know, exchanging chances and we were giving up a lot of great A's. And you know, you got a, a goalie with a new with a new team. He was obviously getting early in the year was getting probably uh, more of the the, the, the so-called difficult the difficult matchup. So I mean, I'm not Jack works works is working as uh, you know butt off every day. Um, you know, we gave him a week off there last week with uh, to work with Dustin Schwartz. Uh, you know, had, I thought he had a good game in uh, you know in Nashville last week. I think you know probably wants the first goal back, but after that, again, I think he gave up two goals in the next 30 or 31 shots. So, um, you know, I don't really care who's in net. I just want to like feel good that you got good goaltending. I think you have to have two two goaltenders in the league league today. There's there's maybe two or three guys that can play 60, 65 games, but other than that, it's a it's a it's a it's a tandem league. So uh, we feel good about our two guys and again we've we're, we've got to tighten up and not only you know and, and we're, I think we're making we make just enough little boo-boos that, that that the other team is capitalizing on and you know I thought that you know when when Jay Woodcroft came in last year and took over the last 46 games other than really Mike Smith and and uh, Duncan Keith it's 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 a similar and they played it what a third or fourth Best record in the National Hockey League from right. that last 46 games. Yeah, so you know, I just think we've we just we've we've come back now. You know, Jack's new, and and we've we've come back, and I think that we've slowly started to to dig in and start to get the mindset that we had last year. And uh, again, like I said, very disappointing the last two home games, but you know, the results. But I, I can't tell you we played bad against those two games, but we it's a results oriented business, and we found a way to. Uh, to lose two games, and we've got to we've got to find ways to win games. All right, Ken. Uh, you know, I think we're all pragmatic here. We realize the organization's up against the cap. There's about 16 teams in LTIR right now. That prohibits bigger deals being made. I, and I know we're going to trade freeze, but in a hypothetical world. Could there be some small, subtle... I, I mean, I, as you get close to the deadline, that's the window to potentially look at making a bigger deal, maybe moving your number one or moving out some money, whatever the case. But it, it could theoretically there be maybe a, a, an opportunity for a smaller uh, deal to, to give you a little bit different look at defense or possibly in the bottom six forward, that sort of thing. Well, I think, you know, first off, when it comes to forwards, I mean... Fogel just came back. We're still missing McLeod and Kane. Yep. And I think that when they you, you start to put in two more forwards and then you drop two and you start to, to some of the guys go down from the second line to the third line, all of a sudden you become deeper than what it looks like. Yep. So, and obviously, you know, McLeod's ability to skate and transport the puck in the He's third, third line. line center. Yeah, and and, and 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 Kane, you know, brings it not only ability ability to score, but toughness and, 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 and there's some other things that he can do so but, but so the answer is yes and I, I, I have been talking to some teams now recently I think I still think things are going to happen probably in the month of February um, is there going to be some little deals in January could could be you know as teams start to they got to decide that they're giving up on the year right. and, and that they're going into you know they're moving people out they're getting some assets and they're they're, they're, they're turning their sights on on on, uh, on next year so you know but there are some teams you know I'm talking to to say well you're going to see what's going on in the next 10 games we'll see where we're at and you know we're the same thing I mean it's we got to we got to put some wins here together we're sort of in what I call the mud puddle you know we're we're in but we're we're in the mud puddle you know and there's 
there's there's there's there's lots of teams in the mud puddle and here over the next uh, you know 10 to 10 to 20 games obviously we got to play uh, above 500 and start to put some points on the board and create some separation you know to give you the the, the the desire to trade some assets to to do to do something now you can still do some little things for little little assets and then obviously you've got you've got the cap because once once Evander comes back we're gonna and I expect him back probably sometime in the middle middle to late February um, we're gonna you're, we're gonna, gonna be tight, we're gonna be tight. yes all right let me ask the question differently just to conclude with uh, we have Connor and Leon you know we're in a win now mode. I'm assuming you'd like to add as the season goes on. The answer is yes. Now, I would say to you, you know, I mean, over the course of, you know, obviously we've had we've added Zach Hyman a year ago, and you know, made a significant commitment. We've added Evander, Evander Kane and made some decisions about some people. So, you know, we're we are trying to get it. We are in the win now mode. We're trying to make moves that uh, makes us deeper and makes us makes us better. We did get to the final four last year. We did get a look at a, the team that won the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs and, and 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 obviously what's what's happened Bob is that with the cap going from 815 to 825 to 835 when you've got good players and you got you've got commitments it it's it, it makes it more difficult for 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 teams to add and so we're we're in that we're in that position. So, you know, we're trying uh, um, uh, but but yeah, we're in the win now mode. Would I like to do something? Yeah, I would like to do something. I don't know how big I can do something because of where of the commitments that we've got, and I, and I do believe we have lots of really good players. But I'd love to get a little bit deeper, a little bit different, if if possible. A little deeper, a little different. The Oilers could use a heavier left shot defenseman. Does it have to be a guy in a three million to four million dollar price point? Or could there be a cheaper solution? Who knows? Time will tell in that regard. A little different for me in the bottom six on the right side. We've consistently mentioned Sam uh, Lafferty. I know there's people that think the Oilers should trade for, um, as an example, Joel Edmondson out of Montreal. Uh, there's a, a left shot D, a Russian that plays, uh, that's con- uh, Gavrikov, uh, for Columbus, albeit a $4.4 million cap hit. Is there somebody out there that's cheaper than that? I guess we'll see. Uh, and then is there a bigger move coming? I'm moving to number one. Like, I mean, you're in the win now mode. You got to improve the hockey team. Doesn't necessarily mean you bought, you do it for a rental. I mean, take a look at the course of action that Tampa Bay had with their number one versus Florida. When we get back uh, in last year, right? Tampa Bay went and got Hagel, gave up a couple number ones, got Hagel for a couple more years, real good price point. Florida gave up two number ones, ended up getting Sherratt and Giroux and then lost to Tampa Bay. We're going to, uh, have Colin Chalk coming up in 30 seconds time, the head coach of the American Hockey League team in Bakersfield. This is Oilers now. Quickly into the orders now, injury report because it affects the farm team in Bakersfield as well. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's simple. James H. Brown, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. They got the most experience, 250 plus years. They get you the best results. It's James H. Brown.com. The Oilers. All right. Evander Kane and Ryan McLeod are with the team. Uh, Kane joined the team late for the skate today. 
McLeod is back skating as well. So let's do the forwards. Now, Kane, we're, we're looking at February. Just heard Ken Holland. McLeod maybe by the end of December. Uh, defensively, over the course of the last five days, Philip Roberg rolled his ankle out two to three weeks. Back issue for Ryan Murray. He could be out uh, multiple weeks. The Oilers recall Neil Malinen which means he's not available in Bakersfield, and Edmonton has signed Jason Demers to an NHL deal as a potential call-up. Uh, on the farm, no Raphael Lavoie, no Vincent Dehernated return. We bring aboard uh, Bakersfield head coach uh, Colin Chalk. He's got six minutes for us. Colin, how are you doing? Doing, uh, doing well, Bob. How about yourself? Not bad. Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, it's been a tough. This is the life of the the coach in the farm. You you lose players to the NHL when there's injuries. Uh, how depleted are you on the back end, especially on the left side? And how welcome of a sight was getting Vincent Dehernay back in the lineup? Yeah, you know, uh, um, you know, for the first game, uh, you know, on this in this uh, this stretch, I would say in our last. 10 to 13 game stretch we have uh we have a full decor we have uh called us and and darna back and uh you know they they played really well uh, you know and unfortunately um you know they it was a zero zero a zero zero game and, and tied in the third period again and uh you know it hadn't gone our way but it was excellent to see see those guys back and then i think a, a boost with uh Demers getting signed as well uh are you concerned about the lack of scoring i mean you're two and nine in the last 11 games um, you know, I mean, you know, when, when we're not scoring and we're, you know, we're under two goals uh, a game, um, you know, it, it, it obviously is something that we talk about and we emphasize on and, and we're giving our players some information and, and making sure uh, they understand how we scored in the start of the year, um, you know, but at the same time, I think from a, from a positive perspective, uh, we're, you know, we're defending well, um, you know, and we're in every game, you know, and, and, and all these losses except for one, we're tied uh, at the 10 minute mark and uh, we're finding a way to lose these games. So, you know, uh, um, it's always concerning, especially when you lost these many games, but um, we feel like, uh, you know, we're there again. There's only one game where we're down uh, by, by two or three goals and, um, you know, we're finding ways to lose. We need to bear down and we need to be a little bit harder to find ways to win. Uh, the most common players I get asked about on the show, Colin, are guys like Xavier Borgo, uh, Raphael Lavoie, just to clarify, Lavoie is out right now. Is that right? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not. Uh, he's he's starting to skate a little bit, but he's uh, yeah, he's not a healthy. Uh, uh, All right, player, well, let's so get money's available. Let's get to Borgo. Uh, how much first unit power play time is he seeing? How much time is he seeing on the PK? And is he playing on six on five situations at the end of games? Yeah, he's playing in all those situations. Uh, we didn't get him on last night in the six on five. He was up for the next change. Um, we uh, uh, we were shorthanded, you know. So right when the penalty expired, we were trying to get him out, and then they ended up uh, scoring the empty net goal. But Xavier is playing on the first power plays. He's playing PK. Uh, he's playing six on five. He's playing five on five. And, you know, he's he's getting lots of minutes. And um, you know, like all first years players, he's up and down. But I think he's on pace, uh, you know, for uh, for twenty goals. So I think that that'd be a pretty good. For first year uh, in the AHL for sure. Has Carter Savoy had some challenges, Colin, in terms of playing at the American Hockey League level? Have there been some growing pains there with him? 
Yeah, he's had some challenges for sure, and, and I, I think for you know a guy like Carter and Xavier and you know Noah Philp, uh, you know they've been the, they've been the best players on their team, and they haven't really had you know Ralph LeBlanc, like they haven't really had much adversity until they hit pro. So, but you know focusing on Carter Savoy, Carter Savoy's gotten better. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten better, and his his, his minutes have uh, have increased. So it's uh, I think that's on this time where we've been short lineup wise, Carter's had more minutes, and and uh, he, he has improved. So I think that's a positive as well. Colin, any update on the goaltending situation uh, involving Pickard? Will you have him available tomorrow when you play against Colorado? No, he's still hurt. He's with the team, kind of like with the, the McLeod thing. Like we're hoping at the end uh, at the end of December here that he's back. So you know, like you lose you lose some veteran guys, and and uh, you know, although the goaltending uh, has given us a chance, um, you know, but you know, with that veteran presence back there and in the room, those are some things that you missed, right? So we're excited for him to uh, just just calm the waters. Well, you got Benson back. He gave you a bit of a boost. Griffith is close to a point per game. Borgo leads you in goals by forwards. Kessel ring goals by defense. I, I want to ask about a, a veteran guy that was signed. He's making a good rate at the AHL level, and that's Greg McKaig. Did you think he might get some more offense out of him? Yeah, well, absolutely we did. You know, we absolutely thought that there'd be more offense. Um, you know, but the other part is, is when, you know, it's it's a little bit of the slippery waters when, you know, he's playing seven, eight minutes a night in the NHL. And if you look at him statistically, right, in the last five years, he's only scored 16 goals. So, you know, I, I was thinking it was going to take 10 to 15 games for him to get going. I didn't think it would take this long, you know. Um, but he is playing hard. He's playing physical. And he's been better in the last four to five games. So, uh, you know. The bottom line is, Bob. You know, he's not he's not getting the results. Um, you know, and we, we need him just to keep working and keep giving everything he has. And we feel like he has done that lately. Uh, and Ty Tulio missed the last game from an injury. Is he a potential option for you guys here? He's just sick. He's really, really sick. So, uh, okay. um, you know, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he'll go tomorrow night, but we're trying to, uh, you've seen the doctor and that kind of stuff, but he's just like, you know, as far as fluids and coming out of both ends and all that kind of stuff, he's just, uh, he's just unwell. So he's not. Okay, look, him. thank you for bridging your time there. Uh, sorry the miscommunication. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, Colin? Okay, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. You bet that's Colin Chalk joining us. Uh, he is the head coach of the Bakersfield player. You heard it. Uh, where the plan was to get Borgo on the ice. There was a penalty switch off that had had to occur. He's got this team is struggling a bit. Um, and yeah, it's a conversation point we can circle back to. Here's what we'll do. We'll, we're going to hear from Stuart Skinner with Cam Moon a little bit later on. We'll talk a bit about the developmental model. We'll talk about the orders of the National Predators to a full reset after we go to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.